0: Our daughter, Amy, is the managing director of the Olney Theater Center, the oldest performing arts center in Maryland. About this time each year, she calls and asks her mother and me to recommend a musical for the winter holiday season. She usually gives us two choices. Our choices this year were South Pacific and Chicago. The choice was easy for Anita. Chicago is one of her favorite musicals. Every time we play the CD on one of our road trips, she waits for her favorite number, He Had It Coming?, then nods and stares intently at me. I'm fine with all that jazz in Chicago, but every time Amy asks for a recommendation, I start singing, You Gotta Have Heart, Miles and miles and miles of heart, from my favorite musical. She's ignored me so far, maybe it's my voice, but I'm hoping that someday, just to shut me up, her company will perform Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees is perfect for a theater located in the Washington, D.C. area. It's the Faustian story of a die-hard Washington senator fan, frustrated with his team's losing ways, who believes his senators can win the pennant if only they had a young power hitter like a Mickey Mantle. The play made its Broadway debut in 1955 at a time when the Washington senators were the doormat of the American League. A popular description of Washington at that time was that our nation's capital was first in war, first in peace, and last in the American League. When the musical's main character, Joe Hardy, after watching yet another senator's loss, cries out that he'd do anything to help his woeful team, a mysterious figure, calling himself Mr. Applegate, appears out of nowhere. He offers Joe a chance to lead the senators to the pennant by transforming him into Hannibal Joe, a prodigious home run hitter. All that Joe has to do is sell his soul to Applegate, who at various times in history has been known as Satan, Lucifer, Old Nick, and the Devil. I'll admit that I'm partial to Damn Yankees because it has baseball in it, but the musical is no Broadway doormat. Based on Douglas Wallop's popular novel, The Year the Yankees Lost the Pennant, it won the 1955 Tony Award for Best Musical, the legendary Bob Fosse won a Tony for Best Choreography, as did Ray Walston for his performance as Mr. Applegate and Gwen Verdon as the seductress Lola. Over the years, there have been several revivals of Damn Yankees with actors as diverse as horror film villain Vincent Price and comedian Jerry Lewis reprising the role of Mr. Applegate. It was also made into a movie in 1958 and was nominated for Golden Globe. It lost out that year to another Broadway musical, Gigi, which went on to win nine Academy Awards, including an Oscar for Best Picture. When Damn Yankees made its Broadway debut, the showstopper was Gwen Verdon's provocative performance of Whatever Lola Wants. She reprised her role in the movie version, but in 1958, to get her performance past the censors, she had to eliminate all the bumps and grinds in the number. I don't know if Amy will ever agree to a revival of Damn Yankees, but I do want to remind her that I have some acting experience and would be willing to take a cameo role in the production. In the fourth grade, I gave a standout performance as Little Jack Horner, who declared he'd protect the fair Miss Muffet from the spider. When the spider appeared, he ran screaming from the stage. I also appeared as the newsstand guy in a university production of Guys and Dolls who was part of the chorus line in the closing number. Of course, Amy saw my performance, and will probably remember that I was assigned to the back row because I couldn't dance and was told to mouth the words because I couldn't sing. So I'll just keep pestering Amy, after all, as any Pirates or Cubs fan knows. You've got to have heart. All you really need is heart. This is P. Peterson for Singing Baseball.